motherhood, and work. There isn't a right way or best way to juggle these, despite what you've heard or been told. No, really, there's not. Part-time work has been the best fit for me and my family, but it's tough to navigate any gray area of motherhood when you don't fit neatly in a box. My name is Tiana Fesh, and welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast, where we are going to build conversation and community around swinging motherhood and work in a way that works best for us and our families. No matter your path, it's an adventure with highs, lows, and in-betweens. Let's explore together. Welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am excited to be here today with our guest, Ahuva Magder Hirschkopf. She is a registered dietitian specializing in pediatric nutrition and the owner of Arm Yourself Dietetics. Thank you so much for joining me, Ahuva. Thank you so much for having me. Ahuva is a mother of almost three-year-old twins, a registered dietitian, and an online course creator. She runs a pediatric-based nutrition practice in Toronto focused on working with families to reduce mealtime stress, support positive family mealtimes, and support mothers in reducing the mental load of feeding their families. Ahuva believes in the immense power of a successful family meal, but that as busy moms, giving our family the nourishing meal they deserve only can take so much out of us. Her mission is to empower parents to create mealtimes that are spent fostering positive relationships with food instead of counting bites. With the understanding that there is no right way to feed your family, there is only the way that works for your family. I'm so excited to dive in today. (laughs) I feel like our family is, we spend so much time, especially being at home a little bit more, just thinking about food. I feel like I'm constantly sort of in that mindset. And in general, um, just juggling all that life brings. So work and parenting, so many families talk about that overwhelm that comes from mealtimes. Why do you think so many families and parents find mealtime so difficult? I mean, I think that that in the 21st century, right, like our families look so different than maybe look if you watched like Leave It to Beaver or, you know, like any, which was before my time, but I'm going to pretend that it was anyway, um, you know, where there was one parent who stayed home, like the, you know, there was time throughout the day to be preparing meals. There was a focus on, you know, one parent was always responsible and there was a designated time and they sort of like knew, you know, 4 p.m., get dinner in the oven. Whereas I don't, I don't know very many families that that function like that nowadays, right? Where like both, you know, one parent totally has all the time in the world to be doing it. Plus, um, so that, you know, how busy parents are is factoring into the overwhelm of, you know, I get home at 5.15 and my kids need to eat by 5.30 and how do I make that happen? Um, and I also think that in the age of social media, um, there's so much surrounding what people think is the right way to feed their families, right? Like you can go on Instagram and find 10 different, different influencers telling you 10 different things. And, you know, we have to eat this way. We have to feed our kids this way and, and all of that. And, um, you know, the night that you sort of are like, whatever, we're just having cereal for dinner. You'll see someone else doing a beautiful painted, you know, plated meal with like meatloaf shaped as 
teddy bears and you're like, oh my God, why am I not doing this? Um, and so all of that definitely leads to overwhelm, um, you know, what the parents feel. And then having that coupled with often when parents do find the time to actually, you know, put together a presentable meal and their kids are like, well, I'm not eating that. So we order pizza and, you know, all of that. And they're like, why did I even bother? Um, just leads to cycles of overwhelm. Yeah, everything that you're saying are all thoughts that have <laughs> passed through my mind at one time or another. All of those things. It is a lot of work and it's a lot of pressure. And I know right now we're in the time of COVID-19 and uh, in a lot of cases, families are spending much more time at home than they would have been under normal circumstances with isolating. Do you think that this has changed meal times at all sort of for the better or for the worse? It's funny because I think it sort of depends on, um, you know, the family and sort of what your mealtime looked like before, right? So, you know, speaking to the first point that I was talking about, um, I know even for myself, I work from home, but I, like throughout the day, you know, I'm seeing clients, I'm working, I'm, I'm not, you know, in the kitchen preparing something typically. So the luxury of being able to cut out the time of, you know, picking my kids up from daycare, of doing all those kind of things, of not being in the car, um, for me has actually been really nice in terms of, you know, making our mealtime a little less hectic, right? It's not like race your kids in the door, feed them, get them into the bath, you know, that sort of like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And in my family, actually, um, my husband was almost never home for dinner before. His work is, um, you know, just the nature of his work means that he can't clock out at 5 p.m. And so often he was missing dinner with our kids. And, you know, that sort of just is what it is. I think that's the reality for a lot of, um, again, families, you know, with jobs that are not necessarily nine to five. Um, but, you know, us being home at COVID means that we've actually had more family meals than we ever would have otherwise. And so I'm hearing from a lot of clients, like, you know, it's a nice opportunity to be able to put some things that we talk about into practice or to just have that time together more often. Um, you know, whereas for some families, maybe that was like a once a month thing or a once a week thing on the weekends. Like for us, you know, dinner was on the weekends when we were together. Um, but for a lot of families who struggle with picky eating or, or battles at mealtime, um, you know, I think that that it can definitely be amplified, uh, you know, during this time, right? Stress tends to not make mealtime better for parents or for kids. Um, and, you know, we're all, um, you know, feeling a little stressed or feeling a little on edge or, you know, with, with the COVID um, situation. And especially for parents who feel like now they're spending all of their time in the kitchen, right? Before you know it, after breakfast, it's snack time, and then it's lunchtime, and then there's snacks, and there's dinner, and you're like, what day is it even? What am I making? I don't know. Um, that, has, that has definitely impacted a lot of families um, negatively. Yeah, and I, I so appreciate your perspective, because you're right. Like, there, there are those good things, and I know my husband and I were trying to appreciate that additional time, but then there's definitely those frustrations and challenges that come along with it. I know one thing for our family, um, 
our two oldest kids were playing hockey. And so oftentimes, especially during the week, it kind of seemed like divide and conquer. And so some right. of us hockey would be eating. Are like, we are living the dream right now. Right. In some ways, <laughs> sadly, I do miss the rink, but um, I will appreciate it more when this is done. That's for sure. Um, yes. But yeah, we're, we're not dividing and conquering so much now. Right. So we are sitting down together yeah. more now, which is, which is nice. And I, I want to ask you about, because there's sort of the positives, but then sort of those negatives and those social pressures or even those pressures we put on ourselves to make mealtime great and try and keep everybody happy. I don't know. I always find I, I have a meal idea. We have dinner and it's just tough to win over every member of my family. Um, sometimes there's, you know, the one who just doesn't happen to like it, what everybody else does and that kind of thing. But I know that you really advocate for the good enough family meal times. And I really wanted yeah. to ask you, what do you mean by this? And why is this idea of the good enough family meal time really important? Totally. And I think that's an excellent question because I think so many of us are like, we, it needs to be perfect. Right. And again, you know, like social media is fantastic. And I, I love that we have, you know, access to information on the tip of our fingers, but all these like, you know, beautiful dinners maybe that took like hours to put together or that look, you know, perfect. And um, that's really what we find, you know, ourselves um, wanting to, to put on the table and, you know, just to sort of like paint a picture of what it's like in some houses, it's, you know, let's say me, like mom, um, in the kitchen, prepping a meal that takes hours and hours and hours. It gets to the table. One person doesn't like this. One person doesn't like that. One person doesn't like the other. And you're like, nobody appreciates me. And this is ridiculous. And blah, blah, blah. And like, now I'm resentful of my kids and my husband because nobody liked it. And so they're stressed because I'm trying to force them to eat it. And I'm stressed because like, why did I even do this if it wasn't, um, you know, going to be appreciated? And so that's sort of where, like, where perfection often leads us, right? So um, the good enough meal time first for a lot of parents, your kids actually eating a balanced meal. Um, just recognizing that's not necessarily going to happen every single night. We talk about something in the field of nutrition called the division of responsibility. And basically what that says is my job as a parent is to focus only, you know, it, in, in more detail, but in, in general is um, only on what I serve. Like it's, it's irrelevant, right? My job is to decide what's going to be for dinner, how we're going to be eating it. Like, am I going to plate everything? Am I going to put it on the table? Um, what's that going to look like? Is it six o'clock? Is it five o'clock? Is it seven o'clock? Right. Because there's no right time to eat a meal. It's sort of when works for your family. Um, I'm sure that as a hockey mom, you guys have eaten like meals at really odd hours. Um, so, you know, all of those kind of things, but once it gets on the table, my job is done. Right. So that's irrelevant to me. What my kids choose, what they take off the table is not my responsibility. Um, and so it's sort of like if you make a chicken dish and, you know, rice and some like broccoli and your child only eats rice, that's cool. You know, like that's good enough. It, it doesn't have to be they, they ate and tried every single thing or they really said, mom, like I can't get enough of this broccoli tonight, right? 
It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be them thanking you for making extra spinach for them. Um, that's nice if that happens, but it's good enough if they find something on the table that they can eat. It's also good enough if that meal has three food groups and it was thrown together in 30 seconds, like a tuna sandwich and sliced vegetables counts as a good enough meal, just the same way that, you know, a roast that took hours in the oven with perfectly whipped mashed potatoes does if you have the time to make it and you enjoy doing that. Um, and I think that's really the question for, you know, that I get from a lot of parents, like, do I need to be doing this? Do I need to do this certain, you know, area of um, like making the perfect meal? And my answer always is, I love uh, being in the kitchen. I just, I truly enjoy it. I, when I make a meal, it's like 30% for my family, not even like 10% for them eating it, 90% for the fact that like I get enjoyment from doing it, right? On nights where I don't feel like I have capacity, on nights where, you know, we've been running around or my kids have been, they're three, like tantruming all day, you know, times where they're crazy, that's not the time that I do it. And those nights, we also have like scrambled eggs and toast and we, you know, we say like, this is good enough. Everyone's fed, everyone's happy. Um, and so that's really the idea of letting yourself off the hook of, first of all, you know, what's my responsibility, what's not. Um, and also like, it doesn't have to be beautiful to be acceptable. I, I think that's such a great message to share with families because I, I think there is that pressure, right? And all those emotions as well that you talked about. And you're right. Like at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with a tuna sandwich and some veggies. And that is a absolutely yeah. more than good enough meal. And I, I think that's such a great way to think about it. So I really appreciate you sharing that with us today. <laughs> um, and because as you said, like you're, you enjoy um, being in the kitchen and, and cooking meals I know as a mom, I'm always looking for new ideas when it comes to food for my family. So I'm hoping that you'd be willing to share some of your favorite tips, strategies, maybe some quick meal ideas that have worked really well for you and your family. Because I'm all, all about bag, borrow, and steal. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, so I, I, my philosophy is, is as anyone who's the person, the person I like to call the most responsible parent for food, right? There, there tends to be in, in families, like whether it's the, you know, whoever it is, there tends to be one person who, who more often than not is the one responsible for mealtime. Like I, my husband always jokes, he's like, I would maybe try and cook, but like you would cry because like <laughs> I do it wrong. And it also like use every single ingredient in the house and just ruin our kitchen. Like, it's just not worth it. Like we can just agree on that. Like I'll just, I'll do it. Like and if not, we'll order out. Right. Um, so I always like the idea of having, um, what I, a list of oh no meals that work really well for your family. Um, because again, like, you know, sometimes even, even when we've been home the whole day, uh, the day gets away from you. Right. And so, um, what oh no meals is, it means is, uh, just having a list of foods and meals that tend to go over really well. And you can sort of be like, oh no, I don't have anything for dinner. Um, you know, I'm going to just do. And so it's like for us, that is like tuna and crackers. My kids for some reason love. Um, my, my daughter can eat tuna out of a can like six out of seven days of the week if I let her. 
Um, you know, scrambled eggs is a really easy one. I mean, my kids love macaroni and cheese. Who doesn't? Um, so, you know, just having those things in your back pocket so that you don't start going down that rabbit hole of like, oh no, I don't have anything for dinner. What kind of a mother doesn't have anything for dinner? Because that's always the next question that moms say, you know, the next thing that moms will say is how, how could I have let my kids not have something for dinner? Um, and you start to get into this whole cycle of mom guilt really, really easily. Whereas if you have something, you're like, no, I have planned for this, right? Like I know, um, what's going to happen. Um, it, it just tends to take the pressure off. I'm also a really big fan of, um, the, you know, do it yourself meals. So things that can be like, you know, burrito bowls, like you make rice and, you know, some beans and some corn and you can slice some vegetables. Um, those tend to be really easy ones for, for parents to, you know, throw together. And my kids always love the idea that, um, you know, that you can be able to make your own, um, your own thing as opposed to like me you know, plating it for everybody. They think it's fun. Um, so whether it's make your own pizza. So we do like, you know, I'll give everyone a pita or some dough and they can make their own pizza or um, rice bowls. Those are often some of my favorite ways to be able to use up leftovers because nobody really notices if like the grilled vegetables from last night are coming out. Now I'm like, we're doing it in a new way. Um, so those are some of my favorite things after later in the week when we maybe have some stuff we need to use up. Those are great ideas. And I love how you've sort of categorized them that way. That is amazing. So those are good things I can definitely keep in my back pocket. And I think even for myself, like the oh no meals, for example, I think even if I just sort of made myself a list or we sat down as a family and came up with brainstorm just so they're there and that's perfect because you're right. There can even be days when you're at home and all of a sudden you look at the time and you realize, oh my gosh, I have no idea. And I didn't pull anything out of the freezer. Yes. And- I keep on saying, especially with COVID, um, I found like when I had my newborns, right? It would be like eight o'clock in the morning and be like, what am I going to do for the whole day? And then it would be like 7.30 and I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> um, and somehow, especially, you know, having my kids home now has been has been sort of like a throwback to that, that I'm like, oh, you know, I'm home the whole day. Like we have the whole day to do this. And all of a sudden you're like, oh no, we literally don't. (laughs) Yeah, a hundred percent. No, that is fantastic. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, And in the spirit of keeping things real, and I so appreciate that about our discussion today, um, it often looks like and feels like everyone has it way more together than we do, like on social media and showing their beautiful meals and that panic. But I mean, obviously motherhood is really an adventure. And I was wondering if you had like a mommy mess up that you'd be willing to share with us. So maybe a mistake or something you wish you had done differently or a learning opportunity that you'd be willing to share with us. So, I mean, the fact that I'd like just have to maybe choose one, um, it's pretty hard. Um, but I mean, I have, I have a, a couple of like funny ones and I have some, you know, maybe like more serious ones. Um, so first of all, it's like, it, it seems the, the first thing that I probably messed up on, um, just as a new mom was the idea that everybody had it out, had it together. Um, like I had the idea that I needed to do, like when I had my kids and, you know, going from zero to two kids, 
um, is quite the adjustment, but I was very focused on like having to do it, everything myself and everything the right way. Um, because I, I don't know who I thought these people were who were like going to judge me if I didn't do things correctly. Um, but you know, just the idea that I was like, I, certain things, I think it early when I had my kids, um, that, you know, I, I thought that there was going to be someone who was like, that's the wrong way to do things. And so I really was doing it more for, um, I think what everybody else thought. And it took me a while of having my kids to be able to be like, okay, what's actually important to me and what's not super important to me. Um, I'd also say that I'm the worst. A lot of my mommy mess ups have just been like, I keep on like, my kids will be fine without X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't need to, my kids are three. I don't need to bring a diaper bag around with like everything that we own. Like I did when I was a newborn and we found ourselves um, on a chilly day, my daughter's toilet train. But like, while she was sort of, you know, going through it, she had like one accident and I was like, that's cool. I have one extra pair of clothing. And then she had another accident and I was like, okay, everybody's sweatshirts off. And like, she had to take her sweatshirt off and I tied it around her front and my son has to take his sweatshirt off <laughs> and then tied it around her little back. And I was like, she's wearing a skirt. It just, it looks like she's wearing a skirt. <laughs> and we like quickly shuffled home um, because we hadn't brought enough stuff. So, you know, my, now I've learned to be prepared for the, for the unexpected um, because no matter what, your kids will always, you know, surprise you. They definitely keep us on our toes. And yes, it's, it's always oh, an adventure. It's always an adventure. I have so many, what you're saying <laughs> brings up so many stories in my mind. My list is very long as well. <laughs> very long. Um, and yeah, yeah. yes, and I think it's so good to talk about because I mean, I have my, my close friends and we kind of, I feel, I feel so glad that I can just be real with them and, and let them know when things kind of don't go my way, which happens, you know, from time to time. Yep. Um, but it's, I think I it's so important like, to share. I always say, as a mom, you need friends that you can call and be like, I need to run away tonight. And they'll be <laughs> yes. like, okay, no judgment, come over. Like, yes. you know, just like, sure, should I pop, a, should I pop open a bottle of wine? <laughs> like, what's going on? Um, those are the best kind of friends. (laughs) Well, and it's funny, even, um, with some of my friends, when we have each other over at our homes while pre COVID and whatnot, they, we considered ourselves paper towel friends. Like you don't have to bring out the nice paper napkins. We just, it's paper towels. And if your house isn't lovely, like that's okay. And it just takes the pressure off, right? It takes the pressure off. For sure. makes us feel like we're doing okay. We're all in this together. Um, And then before we wrap things up as well, I mean, you've shared so many helpful tips and ideas with us today, but do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom for moms who are listening, who are looking for some inspiration or support with their own mom work juggles? So, I mean, first of all, I would just say like, whatever you're doing, doing great um you know I I, again I think it's so much pressure for us to be doing things a certain way or doing things the right way and you know as I said in the beginning like my philosophy is there's only way that works that works for you and works for your family so like really um if you're feeling overwhelmed with the work juggle and the kids and all of that like there is an element of that that is just sort of like it's a lot right um like you know 
doing work and trying to also keep your kids like, you know, reasonably fed and bathed and, and all of those kind of things is a lot. Um, and, but my advice would always be just ask yourself what's important to you and what do you feel like should be important to you? Um, and I think often, you know, we have these ideas of really like the way that we're supposed to be doing things and the way that we, you know, should keep our houses or feed our kids or all of those kind of things. And as a mom, I'm trying to do it all. It can be really overwhelming to live up to everybody else's expectations. So just sit down and be like, I'm doing this thing. Like, is this important? And I've literally like, my mom would make fun of me and she will listen to this because she listens to everything that I do. Um, but like certain things, like I've had to over my life be like, am I doing this for me or am I doing this because like my mom used to do this or she would think it was important in her home to do. Right. And like those things can be really powerful. Um, so that would be number one, um, you know, would just be to, to think about like what's actually important to you. That is such good advice. Yeah. And I think, I think sometimes we know what is, but we feel like maybe other things should be. And I think giving ourselves permission yeah. to really be true to ourselves and think about our own priorities, that is fantastic totally. advice. I love it. Thank you. And Ahuba, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story and your ideas and your knowledge with us today. If our listeners want to learn more about you and the amazing work that you do, where are the best places to find you? Instagram, my handle is at Ahuva, A-H-U-V-A-R-D, which stands for Registered Dietitian. And I also run a free community um, of over 2,000 moms on Facebook that's called the Busy Mom's Guide to Feeding Your Family. And that really is, um, you know, a space where I share information and just, you know, for others to support one another in managing this whole feeding your kids thing. That sounds fantastic. And I'll make sure to share that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today, Ahuba. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Part-Time Jungle and on my website, www.theparttimejungle.com. I would love if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time, where we will continue to explore the motherhood jungle together.